It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Thursday morning here on Pearl Harbor Day. And we are still, if you want to call in and discuss that, we will absolutely take those calls. 508-996-0500. We talked a bit about wind power in the first hour. A caller called in with some very um, good information regarding a website where you can actually, because a caller called in uh, yesterday, I believe, and, and said that, you know, they, they don't know what's going on with the Fairhaven wind turbines. What are they actually doing? Where's that energy going? Well, how is it being produced and how much is it generating? And there is a website, fairhavenwind.info. If you click on that, if you go to that site, you can click on a dashboard there that will show you exactly how much each turbine is generating and how many both are. And as I'm looking out the window now, I can see the one that I can see uh, is now turning. So, it is now in motion, collecting some wind energy. But uh, it's 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 a fair question, though, because I think you know when the as I was saying before, when it came to be, when they were launched back in 2012, people probably knew about all this. It was in the coverage and all that, and then over time, people forget and realize that you can monitor it, or they forget the stories that said, "Here's where it goes, and here's how it helps, and here's what it does." So the questions do pop up and understandable because as you're seeing more and more of these pop up, you want to make sure that they are viable and necessary. The same thing happened when cell phone towers started going up. All of these people that had large tracts of land were contacted by cell phone companies and said, would you allow us to erect a tower on your property and we'll pay you X amount of dollars per year? And a lot of folks jumped at the possibility because it doesn't really hurt your land to do that. If It's not a huge footprint. And it's guaranteed money coming in. If a, if a cell phone company told me they were going to pay me $50,000 a year, and I'm just throwing that number out there. I don't know how much it is. But if they were going to pay me $50,000 a year to lease a portion of my land, that would change my life. I'd say, yeah, absolutely you could. As long as, you know, it doesn't interrupt the rest of the land. As long as you don't have to be coming here constantly every day to have access to it. As long as you let me know when you are coming to work on it. So if I see somebody show up, I know it's you. But I think a lot of people jumped at that possibility. And you're seeing the same thing happen for a lot of these wind turbines. People are actually letting them be built on their own land. Cranberry bogs, things like that. So it's, it's you know, the land around cranberry bogs, not in the bogs themselves. That would not be beneficial. 
Speaking of which, too, if you've if you've got some land in the area and you want to host the WBSM transmitter, shoot me an email, Tim at WBSM.com. Looking to make a move with the transmitter in the next couple of years. And we're looking for some land and maybe like the New Bedford, Dartmouth, Freetown area. If you've got some space and you're looking to generate some income without having to do anything, let me know. Tim, Tim at WBSM.com. But the idea that, you know, you're going to see more of these wind turbines popping up means you're going to have more people that are questioning where, where it's going, what it's doing. That's why I think the offshore wind will be a different scenario because those are going to go up. They're going to build those. And of course, now with the wind farm being built off of Martha's Vineyard, you've, you're seeing a lot of components going out of New Bedford. And then that'll slow down once that's constructed. And then it'll be somewhat slowed until the next wind farm is approved. And then it'll be kind of out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people. But the ones like the Fairhaven one, people are driving by those, seeing those every day. You can, if you're on Route 6, you see them. The ones that are in Buzzards Bay and in, in, in South Plymouth, when you're driving down Route 25, you can't help but see those. There's some, when you're driving down the Cape, especially if you're driving down the Mid-Cape, you can see some of them, but they're not really, because of the, the geography of the land, the, top, the topography of the land, you know, you don't always see them from every angle, so it's it doesn't stick out as much. But when you're driving around on 25, whether you're no matter what side you're on, you know, you can't help but miss them because they're over cranberry bugs. So it's wide open space with these turbines right there. And in fact, there was a plan to build a high-end horse racing facility out there. Basically a casino. With a, with a horse track. But I guess those plans have kind of fallen by the wayside. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. What's up, Tim? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Uh, your, your show is starting to turn into the, the Phil Paleologa show. There's a lot of reminiscent stuff going on. Uh, sometimes you got to take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, absolutely. But yours is more relevant to me than him, Phil. Phil. Phil was, you know, the 40s and 50s. You and I grew up in the same time frame, 80s and 90s. So your music taste is a lot better, I think. So Well, you know, too, like we find when we write articles, you know, that we, we write those articles about things that have happened in the past, especially Barry. He does such a great job with that. And those articles are the ones people care about the most. They're what they, what they read, what they share, what they comment on. So, yeah. you know, we know that it's something that you want to talk about and that you care about. So I don't mind bringing it up now and then. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I talk to my wife about this all the time. Like our music will be on that, you know, the, the oldie station. And we'll be like, damn, yeah. this is, this is what we used. We used to listen to this station in our grandparents' car and they were listening to Elvis and, you know, all, all the old fifties music. And now it's Led Zeppelin. And now it's the old, like oldies is, is what we grew up with. And I'm like, ah, no way this happened that quick. The first, I am not this old. 
the Boston Classic Rock Station, uh, my my boss at my last cooking job, that's all that he would listen to. And so right. I'd be listening to it. And, of course, you hear, like, Almond Brothers, Rolling Stones, all that stuff. Like you said, Led Zeppelin. And then all of a sudden they'd play, like, Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots. And you're like, wait a minute, this isn't classic rock. Yeah, this is not <laughs> classic rock. This is modern. This is stuff that should be on the Pop 100 right now. Nirvana um, was, like, five years ago, wasn't it? No? Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about this last week, 95.5 BRU. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, that that was my that was my station, my my number one preset in my uh, my first car, and it's just, now it's classic rock. I'm like, are you serious with this? And pretty sure you'll play a Dr. Dre. Imagine that, the, <laughs> Dr. The, Dre on B101. The, yeah, the oldies hip hop channel. That that's going to be the next the next genre. <laughs> oh man, it'll, it's going to be a mess. Um, so talking about like the Kate, one thing that actually was on the, on WBSM News yesterday. I, I brought it up with Barry. He didn't really know much about it. Um, I'll bring it up with you. Edgartown is looking to pass a bylaw. Well, the building department is looking to pass a bylaw to limit how many people can be at a party and how many times a week. So if you want to have a party at your house, private residence, uh, it's limited to 50 people twice a week, uh, not to exceed 50 people twice a week, and not five times in a month. And to me, uh, this is like another one of those those instances where we don't we don't enforce the laws that we have on the books, so we're going to create a new law. So if there's this particular house on that street that they're concerned about. They're going to create an entire bylaw that's going to cover the entire town rather than enforce, you know, noise ordinances and, you know, what have you. Um, so they're going to create a new bylaw that will fine $300 for the homeowner for every incidence. I, to me, I think that's that's overdoing it. To me, that's, you know, I, I'm having a party. You know, it's a, it's a birthday party or if I'm just having a party, all, you know, it's just a... It's one of them types of houses where I just have get-togethers all the time. I'm not going to be allowed to do that. I think that's an overreach. What do you think? Well, I, I agree, and it certainly is that they're targeting, like, one particular person because it's it's this person that's been hosting these events at, at their house. But it, it is, it's a fine line between what is just somebody having people over and yeah. what is a, a business venture. So even though they're not charging people to come into these events, if it is to promote business, I think that they have, you know, there, there, there can be um, some regulation needed there because if it's not zoned for commercial and they're using it for commercial interests, they could go that route. It, it, obviously, right. is, okay. it obviously is that they are targeting this person, though. Yeah, they're definitely targeting one particular person, but now you're, you're, you're creating a bylaw that affects everybody. And for me, I, I'm always leery of, of when government tries to control a private person. But if it is what you say, like, say like it's an Airbnb and they're renting it out like an Airbnb and these people are renting it out to prom do business promotions. And we see that a lot with like, uh, you know, going back to what I was saying before was younger generation and stuff. Um, they, they'll, they'll promote like a YouTube or they'll try and do these big, uh, you know, YouTube videos and they'll, they'll put something together where there's a lot of people there. But even still, I think if you just controlled it via the ordinances of 
just a noise ordinance, you'd be able to control that one particular house because everybody else is fine. Well, and, and so everybody else isn't having those big parties. The, the person who who is having the parties owns a, a whiskey company. And so okay. that's that's where the the problem lies. I guess people are coming for whiskey tastings, and they're maybe getting um, you know overly served, and they're outside laying on their horns and things like that. That's that's causing a disturbance. Right. I think if what you did is if you told this person, hey, you can continue to have these parties, but you have to hire police detail to to have them okay. be outside to make sure that nobody's over drinking, to make sure that nobody's out there causing a disturbance, to make sure that the noise ordinance is followed at all times. I think he might say at that point either yes I will do that and and that will right. solve the problem or he'll say no that's not even worth it anymore. I'm I'm just not going to have these parties. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you 100% on that. I, because I I'm just very skeptical when when the government tries to Create a new law just to solve a, a one singularity of a problem. It just doesn't make it, it's again um, an overreach by your local town officials. Yeah, know, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to not be able to have uh, you know uh, my son's wedding in my backyard because somebody else ruined it for everybody else. Yeah, it just I don't know. Sometimes I, I think politicians are too uh, they they want to create this. I guess look that they're doing something by creating new laws instead of enforcing the old ones. But I get what my, my biggest issue is it's the building department that's doing that. So it's not even really an elected official that's trying to push this. It's the building department. So he's appointed by the select board. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to look at some of how this all came together. There's an article from back in August from the Vineyard Gazette that talks a little bit about that and how it's been coming under the um, the auspices of the town administrator. And so there's there's probably, you know, limited government in that town for them to right. be able to, to, to put somebody on this. So that's probably the, the best authority that they could put in place of it. You know, when you were talking about the talking about the bridges and stuff going over the Cape too, the mid Cape and, and you know, seeing the, the windmills mm -hmm. when I and going back to when I was a kid, my grandfather used to work on the Cape um, for decades. And when you go over the bridge, it was the power plant. It's the power plant that's on your left-hand side. Yep. And he used to work there. And But whenever we went over the bridge, he would look up and he'd say, 1933, he was born in 1933. He goes, these are my bridges. They built these for me so I can get to work. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was hilarious. Well, so, yeah, good, good times on that one. I used to live, so I lived in um, in East Sandwich and in Forestdale for, for a couple of years when I was in middle school, and we'd go over those bridges all the time, and that's a, the first thing I would do is I would look up at the dates, and then I would look over at the power plant. So it's kind of weird how it would be the same same thing. Yeah, exactly. The same but thing. the reason why I looked up at the dates was a different reason. I looked up at the dates and said, yeah. I hope they hold. Yeah. I you just, know, my, my grandfather, when, when he would talk about the bridge, he goes, there's people in these pillars. They would fall, and they just... They keep filling the, the the pylons with cement, and if somebody fell in, they didn't stop the, the, the cement. I've heard that before. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard it before. So you could be hearing the same rumor as you did, which is interesting. Yeah. Imagine when they break it, when they break it down, they're gonna they might find some remains. That's true. I'll have to go over there and uh, do some paranormal investigating. That, I was just gonna say that you'd have to do a spooky South Coast from uh, from the bridge, <laughs> live from atop the Sagamore Bridge. <laughs> we could do it. All right, Tim. All right, have a good day. Talk to you later, bye. And uh, yeah, that's I've heard that story 
quite a bit. Um, when I was, uh, one of the times that I was without a home, uh, we lived at the Bourne Scenic Park and for a summer. And I would hang out with all the kids that would, it was kind of cool because, you know, I was there for a couple of months, but kids would only come for like a week at a time. So I'd, I'd make, make friends on like a Monday when people came in for the week or on a Saturday or Sunday, whenever they came in for the week, make friends with them. And then they'd stay for a week and then they'd move on. And I would always get everybody's phone numbers. Like I was going to call them from a pay phone long distance, you know, but, um, we would all eventually walk up onto the, to the Bourne Bridge. And there was a day that they had stupidly left the gate unlocked because they were doing some uh, sandblasting. And so kids were grabbing onto that gate and swinging out over the canal and swinging back. And just the most terrifying thing that I've ever seen in my life. But even then, we told the stories about there being people in the bridge. So I, I guess it's, it's been a rumor for a while. I don't know how true it is. But it's been around for a while. All right, I got to take a break. 508-996-0500. Hit me up on app chat or on the WB or uh, voicemail on the WBSM app. But right now, we'll be back after this quick break. Damn. And more with you at 508-996-0500 or app chats or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, but we are going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. We can get re your reaction to that on the other side. And we can talk more about the wind we can talk more about the wind energy. We can talk more about the city council. That conversation has kind of uh, intensified over the last few days, certainly with Mayor Mitchell on WBSM yesterday. Uh, and he kind of backed out of it a little bit, but uh, I'm sure at some point it's going to start to bubble up a little bit more. We can talk about that as well. All of that is on the table. We'll be back, though, right after we get all the national and international stories of the day with Ariel Dorsey. The shooter who killed three people and injured another at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas on Wednesday was apparently a college professor. Law enforcement sources say the suspect was a 67-year-old career college professor who had unsuccessfully applied for a job at the school. The State Department says it wants to see fewer civilians killed in Israel's war against Hamas. Department spokesman Matthew Miller told reporters Wednesday that too many Palestinian civilians have been killed in the Gaza Strip and that the Biden administration is having frank discussions with Israel about the issue. Former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy said he will resign from Congress at year's end. This comes after McCarthy was the first Speaker of the House to be ousted from power in the middle of their congressional term. Hip-hop mogul Sean Diddy Combs is being accused of gang raping a 17-year-old girl in 2003. This latest lawsuit alleges the plaintiff flew privately to Combs' recording studio in New York where she was raped by three people, including Combs. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after stocks closed lower yesterday. That came after Wednesday's release of ADP's jobs report showing private payrolls rose by 103,000 in November. On the horizon today will be the government's report on weekly jobless claims. The best place in the world to see a concert is in Southern California. SoFi Stadium takes the top spot on Billboard Magazine's 2023 year in touring, ranking as the number one stadium in the world for concert, go 
concert tours. The venue also topped the charts for gross ticket sales and attendance with a record-breaking 19 concerts and over 1 million fans. SoFi Stadium opened in September 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Rounding out the top three are Mexico City's Foro Soul and New Jersey's MetLife Stadium. And sports tonight kicks off with the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the New England Patriots for Thursday night football at Akershire Stadium. It will be a battle of the backups as Mitch Trubisky is expected to start under center for injured Steelers signal caller Kenny Pickett. Bailey Zappi is slated to get the start at quarterback with Mac Jones's recent benching. The Pats are currently in possession of the second overall pick in the draft and have less than a 1% chance of clinching a playoff spot. Boston continues its three-game homestand when it hosts the Buffalo Sabres tonight at TD Garden. The Bruins are coming off of a big win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Bees are leading the Atlantic Division with currently 37 points. And Celtic center Kristaps Porzingis confirmed at yesterday's practice that he will be back in the lineup for tomorrow night's battle against the New York Knicks at TD Garden. The Green are hoping to bounce back after being eliminated by the Pacers in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Bundle up, everybody. It is quite cold out there. A temperature in the mid-20s with some clouds. Wind chill values around 20. That's what it really feels like. Cold and mostly sunny mid-30s for this afternoon. Overnight frigid temperatures will continue in the mid-20s under mostly clear skies. For tomorrow, dry weather will prevail. Plenty of sunshine back to more seasonable temperatures in the mid-40s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And uh, that is Sean Colvin. Sonny came home. Back in the um, the Lilith Fair days. I don't. I, I went to Lilith Fair one time. I don't know if... I don't remember if Sean Colvin was there. I remember seeing the Indigo Girls and Emmylou Harris. I know that... Uh, obviously, obviously, Sarah McLaughlin was there. But I don't. I don't remember who else was on that show. I remember Lauren Hill was supposed to be there, but I think she ended up canceling. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to go back and look. Sometimes I don't remember anything about the concerts that I went to, and I didn't 
drink or do drugs. Like I was there and maybe had a soda or a water, but yet I have no recollection of it. I just have a bad memory. And then I have gone to concerts where I've said, oh, I'm going to have some beers. And I'm like, well, no, because I want to remember the experience. And then I also tell myself, you're not going to remember the experience anyway, because you forget every time. And like, then I have to go and look it up on like concert on like setlist.fm and all those different websites and be like, well, did they play that song? Or am I imagining that? So, uh, I mean, maybe you've gone to, to a show, you know, maybe you've seen an act multiple times and sure, it's understandable if you get some of those shows mixed up in your head, what, what they played when and all of that. I mean, I've seen you two ten, 10 times, I think, 10 or 11, I think 10 times. And so some of those shows, especially because I went to multiple shows on, on one particular tour, so some of those might, you know, get mixed up in my mind. But, like, I've only seen the Rolling Stones once. I should remember what I saw in that, what I heard in that Rolling Stones concert, you know? But uh, that's what happens. I guess, you know, people say, oh, as you get older, your memory goes. I just never had it to begin with. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Pretty good. I'm good at arithmetic. And uh, I think we had a $3.1 billion supplemental budget and add-on. If I'm not mistaken, $3.1 billion. That sounds right, yep. Well, the state paid out $3 billion they thought they were going to take from us about eight months ago, seven months ago. And so now... That exact amount has been put on as a supplemental. So they're going to tax us to get that $3.1 billion back. So we got nothing. So the, the, so su- the supplemental budget was $2.15 billion. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. 3.1. Sorry. No, you had it. $3.1 billion. I'm good. Yeah. And that's how much... They had to pay out to us. They thought they're going to get away with keeping three billion they owed us. So you saw they had it spent, and it was in the budget. That's how they represent us. So now that now they they put the supplemental on, puts the burden back on us. So we pay a little more. So we didn't get nothing really. They got what they wanted. The pet projects are in place. The pay raises will be coming in January. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that's what you call a oh, shell yeah. game, right? Yeah, well, I would consider that there's not one city or town in 351 cities and towns in Massachusetts that's in receivership. So I don't see any problem. The towns are managing paying higher groceries, higher transportation costs, higher food and clothing costs, rent, mortgages. They're handling it, but the state is $3.1 billion supplemental because they paid out $3.1 billion to us. They're taking it back. It's called the Indian Givers. So I guess I'm a full 100% American Indian getting screwed over. Where's my typhoid fever blankets? Are we getting blankets for Christmas? All right. That's going a little bit too far there, but I get your point. All right. Thank you for the call. Yeah, that's uh, not a good term to use anymore either. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. I understand that 
the illegals that are or the people that are coming over the border are getting five thousand dollars on visa card plus a cell phone plus a ticket to anywhere they want to go in the country right now and there's about seventy three to ten thousand a month coming over the border well in the in the Massachusetts the other, supplemental budget there's there's uh two hundred and fifty million uh just for funding shelters for them out of that three point one billion. And the other thing is, uh, yesterday, uh, Biden said, well, if you don't give us the $100 billion or 10 whatever the numbers are, they're through the stratosphere, the $100 billion or $100 billion, whatever the number is, or $6 trillion, we're going to send your kids to war. I mean, if that isn't a shakedown and being condescending and narcissistic, I don't know what is, especially on behalf of a, a, a person like this. This president is unbelievably condescending, and he doesn't, it's totally... I mean, what do people think out there about all that? We're not going to war. All our families, all of my family and everybody from the exception of this country have been in wars. And we're not going anymore. And we're not fighting that war. You know, the youngest guy that's fighting the war in Ukraine is 45 years old because the people that were younger than them have brains enough to get the heck out of that country. And that money's being laundered and squandered in every which way that you could ever think. And, and, and it's been proven and people see it now and it's coming the head in Congress and the Senate, and people are sick of it in this country. You know, well, I they're, mean, they're, they're only... enough is enough. Why don't you just go talk to Putin and the war and forget all this? Five hundred thousand Ukrainians have died already. Something to that. I've heard that figure. I don't know how true it is, but it's a meat grinder over there. And you, the European countries are not happy with us because of the <clears throat> the power belt. You know, all the petroleum lines and things of this have been blowing up. All of this. And plus, Ukraine was the fourth highest producer in wheat and grain. Not anymore. For the world. Fourth highest producer. And, you know, for, and a lot of that went to Europe. And a lot of that went to uh, Africa. And Africa is starving now. And so is Europe. Well, to, just to go to your yeah. point about how much more will Americans take, we're, we I just want to point out we are now... Uh, less than 11 months away from the election. So I know. And the other, the other thing is too, is that <clears throat> we've been more than generous to the American people for everything that they've wanted up in DC. I think enough is enough. You know, I mean, honestly, let's, let's knock it off and to do a shakedown on the American people for their kids are going to go to war. We're not going to war. There'll be an uproar in Congress and maybe the Senate, and th that's it, you know. And one other thing, we don't need to send uh, John Kerry over there to Dubai. That, that's a total waste of money. I mean, especially when he's flatulating. We know he's an old fart already. We don't We don't need any of this stuff. We can do it on, uh, on, on the computer. You can do all this stuff online now and have a meeting. You don't need to go over there. This is ridiculous. This whole thing that's going on with everything in this country is just absolutely condescending. And it's, it's they're burning money up and just everything that's going on. The spy balloon, the 13 people got killed, uh, military people got killed over in Afghanistan. And you know that airport in Afghanistan went right to China because they're going to be mining lithium out of there for the batteries for over here. All of this kind of $85 billion worth of military hardware of ours left over in Afghanistan. We were supposed, we left Afghanistan hanging. We just left them. We were, we were defending them. 
against the Taliban. We we just got up and left. <clears throat> My friends fought over there for eight years, over there in Afghanistan and I and uh, Iraq. Definitely, definitely not the. Yeah, definitely not the best no, way to, to handle this. That. No, absolutely not. You know, it takes more skill to negotiate than it does to pull the trigger. And where's the European? I mean, this is just this is just totally nuts. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely. I mean, this whole this whole thing up there. It's just this whole thing that's going on in this country. All of it. Sure. You know, yeah. we don't mind letting people coming in in, in this country. But not, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 million in a shot in, you know, two years. And we can't absorb, I don't think we can absorb all of this. I don't know what's going to happen. And the, and the world's a mess, too, because of this guy up there in in uh, Washington. I mean, this is, this I, is, still, and you know, one other thing, if I could mention. And very is, quickly, because I got to take a break. You, the, you wonder why you got the problems in uh, New Bedford, because only 16% of the people voted. Yeah. You know, keep them dumb and stupid. That's what they want. Keep them dumb and stupid and don't have them vote out here. Don't. I think one day voting, that's it. You show your ID. In Pennsylvania, you can vote 50 days ahead of time. I mean, honestly, one day voting like it used to be. Show an ID and that's it and over and done with. Thanks a lot. Have a, you guys take care now. Thank you. Have a good day. And um, I will disagree with that point um, just because I think the more opportunity that you have to vote, that should be more people that can get engaged in the process. If you limit it to one day or you don't have these alternative options for people, then they're just going to say, well, how am I supposed to be expected to vote? I can't take a Tuesday off from work or I can't I can't make the time on a Tuesday to get out there to vote. When you give them more opportunity to be able to vote, early voting, mail-in voting, things like that, then you have to look at them and say, well, now what's your excuse? Because we've given you those opportunities. We've, we've taken away that barrier that you said was there for you. And granted, you know, it's not a, it's it's a, personal choice barrier it's something that that's their issue not not uh not the government's issue but you've taken away that issue and said well now what's your reason for not doing it and then you strip away the whole idea of coming up with an excuse for it and the real reason is i i didn't vote because i just didn't want to so that's and, and again that's your choice if that's the choice that you make but if you remove if you give more options more ways more time you eliminate that as being a reason why people couldn't. Do I think that there are a lot of well-informed people that should be voting that that don't vote for logistical reasons? I don't know. I don't think there's probably a whole lot of those. But I think that there are some, and that's why you want to have more options, more access to it. We'll take a break and be back in just a few moments. <laughs> Welcome back in. Are you waking up this morning in these cold temperatures and, and feeling a chill in your house? 
even though you put the heat on last night and you say, why? Why can't it get warm? Why, why do I feel these drafts? What's going on? Well, it could be leaky windows. It could be faulty weather stripping around your doors. It could be coming from your roof. There could be some uh, separation in your roof. There could be some holes in your roof. It could be any one of those things. And you know who can take care of all of that? Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. Because not only can they replace your windows or get you uh, some more efficient windows, how about dual pane glass? That'll be a lot better for keeping in the, the heat. Maybe you need new weather stripping. Maybe you need new doors. Maybe your doors are just no longer getting the job done. They take care of all of that, but they also can replace your roof. And now is the time to call them. Don't wait for all the winter weather to come in. Call them now. Have them come out, take a look at your roof. They'll let you know. They'll be honest with you. They'll say, I think you can get away with another year or two out of this roof before we have to come in and replace it. Or they might say, hey, listen, here's why we need to replace it right now. Whatever it may be, you can trust them because they've been doing it for a long time. They've been doing it with precision. So if you want to call them or if you want to go online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com, you can sign up to get that free no-obligation estimate. And how do you know if your roof needs to be replaced? It might not be a matter of, you know, you're feeling a draft or you're seeing leaks or anything like that. You might not see fading shingles or any that are missing or any of that stuff. Just knowing that your roof is over 20 years old is enough to make it worthwhile to have Precision Window and Kitchen come out and take a look at it. So again, whether it be window replacement, whether it be door replacement, whether it be a remodel of your kitchen or your bathroom, and even a roof replacement, Precision can do all of that. And uh, all you have to do is call them, visit precisionwindowandkitchen.com or stop by their showroom at 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford. I got to take one final break here for this hour. We'll be back in just a few moments. And welcome back in. We are just about out of time for this hour. When we come back in the next hour, it'll be more with you. 508-996-0500. We will also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And uh, I can tell you that I've been teasing that we're going to be giving away tickets to a 